Listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now, with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to the Pigskin Project, episode 39. Um, as you can see, I'm sitting in the producer's chair, which is uh, a little weird. Um, oh, um, but I have uh, Matt with me. Matt, how are you doing? Doing great. Excited to talk some ball. Always, Just... always. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I said, uh, Ryan's on vacation. He'll be back uh, next week. And um, now, as you guys know and love, Matt's here. He's a, he's a nice co-host to have. Um, but, I mean, this past week of football uh, was a fun week of football for sure. Um, and I will say, honestly, my biggest takeaway um, is the, the the Bills are back to the team being the best team in the you know the league. Uh, they just absolutely manhandled the Steelers. So it was. I always was preaching it was a fluky game down in Miami, but some yeah, people, some people. Well, that that that, it, that defense was hurt and it just it wasn't happening. Um, but I mean, just as far as like a recap, uh, just real quick on how this past week of football went. Uh, the Colts beat the Broncos in Thursday night football. That was an awful game. And we, I think we have like three or more primetime games of the Broncos, which is, uh, it's going <laughs> to be This weekend, we have a Monday game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awful. But I mean, good for the Broncos. Hopefully they can uh, get some rest because, you know, they had a Thursday night and now they get to play on Monday. Um, but I mean, arguably the biggest shocker of the week actually happened, um, Sunday morning in London, and that was the Giants over the Packers. That was yeah. uh, tough to watch. <laughs> yeah. I I was not one to wake up and get up for that one, but seeing the aftermath of it, yeah, um, and Packers. Oh, absolutely! I was going to say you've been a big Packers stand. I mean, do you have anything to say for yourself? It's the defense, man. Like this defense shouldn't be. <laughs> playing with zero aggression and zero physicality because when you and and I've I've really dove into it like Joe Barry their their defensive coordinator he runs way too much zone to have Jair Alexander Eric Stokes and Rasul Douglas on the same field you're running zone primarily I don't know about that one Devontae yeah. Campbell doesn't look good. Quay Walker is just bad. We knew that. <laughs> yeah, we knew that as soon as he got drafted. And again, like you said, it's it's a shame to see that. Be- well, uh, not a shame for me, or a shame for me, not a shame for Ryan, um, because that we knew that offense was going to struggle a little bit. But um, yep. 
like you said at the beginning of the season, that defense was supposed to be, you know, the thing that kept that yeah. team afloat. And the thing, the thing was too, is that they, they, they didn't really mortgage the future, but they traded up a hefty amount of picks to get, like, I mean, traded Devontae Adams, of course, for the 22nd pick. They have three top 40 picks, and you can make a case all three of them are not make, are making a minimal impact. They're not making, like, Christian Watson is running jet sweeps, <laughs> you know, three to four times a game. That's the only way they can get him the ball, which is ridiculous. But is what it is. Yeah. Devontae Wyatt doesn't – I don't even think he sees the field. Like, they're just – they're a mess right now. I still trust Rodgers, though. I'm still going to trust yes. him. Yes. That, that's fair. Yeah. Um, speaking of a mess, though, uh, the number one ranked offense uh, put up zero points last week. The Lions lost the Patriots zero to 29. Jared Goff. <laughs> Jared Goff. Ba- Bailey is. Bailey's doing good. And I, I'm like, I don't want to say I'm glad. Did you watch that game hurt. at all? Did you watch any like portion of that game? No, I not have not. Live. But I'm just happy. No, no. But, like, I'm just happy. Bailey Zappy. Bailey Zappy has zero zip on the ball. Like <laughs> there, the ball just floats, floats across your TV screen, and you're just like, "That's intercepted, right?" Nope. Thrown to a wide open Devonte Parker. Very, yeah. very, very weird. And now they're gonna lose. I think it's Damian Harris for some time. The hamstring yeah. injury. So Ramondre RB one is back. It's yeah. Bad. Um. I, I honestly the biggest shock of just that Patriots team is Jack Jones though. Um. Jack Jones is looking awesome. <laughs> He's impressive. He, he is. I love the story behind Jack Jones that he he got kicked off of ASU for breaking into a Panda Express. Yeah. I think that's the story. That's, that's a pretty good one. And and Bill Belichick saw that guy and said, you know what? You're going to be the next great Patriots corner. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and the other head-scratching thing, too, was Brendan Staley in this Chargers game. Uh, the Chargers ended up winning the game 30-28. to 28, um, But I'm pretty sure the Chargers were on the Browns, like, 45-yard line. It was a fourth and two. And I understand, you know, Brendan Staley was this analytic I, guy. I to cut you up. There was some people who were like talking about, well, it's fourth and one. It's fourth and one. If you look at it, it was like 1.75. It was yeah. not one. Like when it's one, you go for it. It was not one. That was my yeah. biggest takeaway. I, 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 the analytics are, I've always been a proponent for analytics, but Brandon Staley just taken a little bit too far. There was a minute and I think 18 seconds left to punt the ball. You invested. Mm-hmm big money into this defense this past offseason. Um, it was a head-scratching um, head scratching move. It's just like I've always been okay with Staley's moves, and this one at the same time I'm like, I'm okay with? I get it. If you get it, you win the game. I have always had the issue with Joe Lombardi. I Joe <laughs> Lombardi was the Saints offensive coordinator forever. But that was because he had Drew Brees, and Drew Brees could wouldn't yeah. throw it over twenty yards unless it was a shot play. You know, like he would love those stick and spot corners, things like that. Like those concepts were built for Brees, not Justin Herbert. 
Not a guy who can throw it literally 80 yards. Like, yeah. I don't know. They're just – they're so predictable I, I, on offense. That's my only issue. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's a robotic no, quarterback. Yeah. If if I'm if I'm the Chargers, uh, not to get on a tangent, um, I'm investing in speed on the outside. Um, like yeah. just get the fastest guy that's on the board. Uh, that's basically the move. But uh, the Jaguars and Texans that game was 13 to six. Texans won that. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked like the quarterback that we saw last year, throwing for zero touchdowns and two interceptions. It was tough. The thing about that game was like they were moving the ball. But, like, they would just fizzle. Every time they got past the 50, it would just fizzle out. Like, right on schedule. And there was some things, like, Lovey was playing cover, too. You know how Lovey is. And there was some times where Trevor was slinging, the, slinging it down the field, hitting tight, tight ball uh, seams, and then they would get past the 50 and just run out. And then they were on, what was it? I think it was second down, and he throws that ball right to Derek Stingley, just right to him. Yeah. And that that was just – I watched that, and I just go, oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had the Falcons uh, losing to the Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers won 21-15. to 15. Um, I don't think there's much to say about this game unless you want to touch on it. Um, the roughing the passer. That's the oh really yeah, that, that, that's awesome. I mean, I I said it in the group chat. It's it's a completely horrible subjective call that just it ruins the game. It ruins the game. I don't. I I just don't. I I don't want to get into a, a big tangent about it. It's just like it just it doesn't. You have no idea what is roughing the passer. It's the same way I look at a catch. Like, what the hell is a football move? No, it's the I, same ex- thing I think about that. Exactly. It's Again, it, it's head scratching. Uh, and you know, we'll touch on it a little bit. Uh, but I mean, the Chris Jones sack uh, was awful. I mean, like people are tweeting out, it's the first time I think I've ever seen a roughing the passer with uh, the person having the ball. Um, the NFL really needs to get yeah. a hold on that. So, yeah. um, yeah. the the Bills uh, just absolutely dominated the Steelers. Um, I think the Steelers, as you mentioned in our group chat, um, arguably the worst team in the NFL right now. Yep. Um, yep. The Bills are just dominant, though. Yep. This is <laughs> yep. one versus thirty-two. I, yeah, I'm in a I'm in a survivor pool, and I ran. I sprinted to my phone to lock this one in because I just it's the bills. And I was I was looking at the spread and it was like 14 and I'm like how I don't know how but Vegas is too low. Like <laughs> it's it's a rookie quarterback in Buffalo in his first start. Also Kenny Pickett didn't look bad. Everyone's saying that. Well, here's the thing about Kenny Pickett is that he has Matt Canada who Matt Canada doesn't <laughs> let his quarterback throw beyond 5 yards. So I I hate the state the Steelers are in. I hate the state they're in right now. And I feel like it can only go – I don't want to say down because they are one and four, but (laughs) 
just hopefully you get you see enough out of Kenny Pickett. You already extended Deontay Johnson. You have TJ Watt. Just recoup next year. Get your top five pick and go from there. I it's it for the, the Steelers. I really don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's a thing where you they have a good roster. I I honestly think the best thing that they can do this season, as you mentioned, is kind of just tank the season. Um, I think the only reason they're not fully there yet is because of Mike Tomlin and, you know, he's never had a losing season and all that. That was, that was always propped up. I feel like people propped up the Steelers thinking they were better than they are because yeah. of that stat. But again, it was kind of, I was looking at it the same way. Like big Ben was so awful last year and they won 10 games. Like, so it was kind of like, it has to get better at quarterback. Right. And then TJ Watt goes down, you start losing games. Yeah. No, speaking of teams that really need an upgrade here at quarterback, um, the Dolphins versus the Jets. Uh, the Jets absolutely dominated the Dolphins. Uh, set, uh, 40 to 17. Um, it doesn't help that Tiddy Bridgewater went out very, very early on in this game. Uh, poor Skylar Thompson had to start this – or not start the game, but play the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater still hurt, but a good sign coming out of practice is to his you know, throwing – I really don't think he's going to play this week, um, but yeah, you know he's on track to play course. hopefully next week or the week after. The reports were two is going to be out this week. They're yeah. looking, they're planning to start Skylar Thompson. I think is the the report. So I think he's going to take the reps all week. Go from there. I mean, that's all you really can do. I think the Dolphins are just going to be extra careful about their quarterbacks right now because they are under investigation. I feel like. That's kind of under the radar. They are under an investigation if they like legitimately brought Tua back in the game knowing he was concussed. Yeah, and um, it's, I don't think it was something we mentioned last week, um, but a new rule that they implemented um, is like, I, I don't know the exact word, I'm blanking on it, but if a player gets hit and then they stand up and they're fumbling around and they don't have control of their limbs, they're automatically out. Uh, which is mm-hmm. good as it should be. <laughs> yeah. So I would rather, yeah, I heard this on another podcast that I completely agree with. I would rather them be over about like overreactive about it than underreactive because we see what happens when they're underreactive. I, yeah. the thing about concussions is in, in bigger games, they're going to be minimalized by fans and they shouldn't be. And so I feel like in this kind of game, just get them out of there. Like later on in the season, if the, this will become an issue, and I feel like fans are going to throw up, throw some fits. You know, he's not concussed. He's not concussed. I can already see it, but I would yeah. rather them be overreactive every time than underreactive because of what we saw a few Thursdays ago with Tua. No, yeah, absolutely. Again, the old adage: rather be safe than sorry. Um, moving on though, the Vikings beat the bears 29 to 22, but honestly, the biggest takeaway of this game, uh, was Justin Fields finally looked good. Justin Fields, you know, started yep. to show the reason that, you know, people believe in him, which is good. And it's a shame Ryan can't be on here talking about it. Uh, yeah. but I know you looked at some of his tape. Yeah. Um, just diving. Uh, I said in the chat that it was one word decisive. He finally, the thing about the OSU system is that Ryan Day schemes so many routes and you get so much time because Ohio State is so much bigger and faster than everyone else. So you get that time to go through progressions. In the NFL, it speeds up so fast. 
and sometimes you don't get to that second read even. And so I think Fields is adjusting to the game, adjusting to the speed, um, and he and he made good plays this week. I can't, you know, there was there was only a few mistakes that happen, and I mean he's still in his first fifteen starts, so I can't, don't want to knock him too much, but yeah, he looked, he looked very good, like for yes, yes. Um, a quarterback who didn't look good, <laughs> Carson Wentz. Um, I mean, I know you look at his stat line. He had, uh, you know, over 350 touchdown or 350 passing yards, two touchdowns and interception. Um, he's just, he's not it. And uh, Ron Rivera came out and even said the difference between uh, the commanders and all the other NFC East teams is quarterback. Um, and that showed the Titans won uh, 21 to 17, but honestly, it's, as a head coach, you can think that, uh, but to come out and like publicly say that about your starting quarterback uh, yeah. just is not a good look. Yeah. Um, Wentz, the perfect way I describe him is, you know how like if you're playing Madden and you drop back too far, like the buttons go away? <laughs> Carson Wentz yeah. forgets the buttons. He, he just presses <laughs> buttons. He just goes, oh, is that B? He just taps it. He just chucks it. And he just... That's how he's been the last few years, you know. I feel like he's always been – he's always kind of been propped up by that 2017 season because of this is the ceiling we could possibly get where it's kind of unrealistic at a time. But, yeah, they he's just not. And, yeah. and, I mean, they traded a lot for him. You know, I think it was like – it was like three day two picks, two yeah. second rounders or something. So, they're kind of stuck. <laughs> I, Ron Rivera's yeah. seat is very warm right now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm honestly kind of hoping for a um, – oh, wow. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. This is driving me crazy. A quarterback out of UNC that they just drafted. Uh, Sam Howell. I, I want to see Sam Howell play. Uh, that's what I want to see. Um, but I, I, I do have a question for you. Uh, is Taysom Hill back? <laughs> Let's Taysom Hill. Saints, back. <laughs> uh, the Saints won 39 to 32. Uh, Taysom Hill, I think he had what, three touchdowns this game? Four. Four? T- <laughs> three rushing, one passing. Just a Taysom Hill game. It's one <laughs> uh, of those things. Like, there was multiple times, I, like, watching it live. There was so many times. They were in third and one, and they had two running backs, three tight ends, and just said, We're running the ball at you. You're not going to stop us. And they did, and it worked every time. So I really hope they don't buy into this third and one, always run with Taysom because it gets predictable, and it's just the Seahawks' run defense. The Seahawks' defense is awful. But, I, yeah, I is he back? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Geno Smith is back. Geno Smith looked oh. – Geno Smith looked really good. Oh, <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but the 49ers absolutely demolished Panthers, uh, which led to um, news we'll get a little bit later after the segment. Uh, but the 49ers beat the Panthers 37 to 15. Um, pure dominance. Uh, the 49ers, arguably the, one of the best defenses in the league. Um, it's a fun game. <laughs> they took some blows on defense, though. Manuel Mosley out for the year. Um, I think Bosa is going to miss some time. So it's kind of it's iffy. It's looking iffy there, but they still have 54, so I'm still going to be high on that defense. Fred Warner is what makes that defense churn. 
Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And and just a player, I'm I'm I don't even want to pronounce his name. Uh, but their safety, uh, the dude who looks like Troy Palomalu, Talawala Hufunga. Yeah, yeah, he went to USC, right? Yep. Yep. Ah, knew it. His name sounded familiar to me. I just uh, couldn't yeah. recognize it, but he's been a fun player to watch. Um, they made they made a bold move, saying we're done with Jaquiski Tart and moving on to this, you know, second year Hufunga, and it has been a beautiful transition for them. I he's becoming a superstar right before our eyes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, something that wasn't beautiful though is this Eagles Cardinals game. Uh, Eagles squeaked this game out. Uh, they won 20 to 17. Um, the Eagles just didn't look very good. Uh, this is when that second half scoring actually came back to bite them. It's never really been a problem until this game. Um, but it was really just a battle of, uh, who signed the better free agent kicker and, uh, uh, Dicker the kicker, man, he came in clutch. Yeah. I mean, on, uh, on Red River week, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it was exactly what I kind of thought it was going to be. I was like, the Eagles are going to score in the first half, right? And the Cardinals are going to come back and make it a game, but the Eagles are going to win, right? And that's exactly what happened. It's yes, it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, Dicker the kicker, um, Kyler, the last second blunder, <laughs> um, apparently... I cannot confirm this, but I saw it on Twitter like, yeah. the day after, is that in Cardinal Stadium, whatever it's called, yep. it flashed board. first and 10. And so he went up and spiked it. And they're saying he looked up and saw first and 10, spiked it, and boom. Fourth and <laughs> one, though. I still would have gone for it, to be honest. Yes. If I knew my kicker was missing that Oh, bad, my goodness. would have gone for I don't – I don't. It's a better version of Jalen Hurts. Get out of here! If for those, uh, <laughs> he's been holding that project, one in. He has no the the pigskin project. Ryan um, <laughs> commented that Justin Fields is better. This is awful, Ryan. Uh, get out of here. Um, moving on to just another disappointing game was the Rams versus the Cowboys. The Cowboys won twenty two to ten. But honestly, the biggest storyline or one of the biggest storylines for the first five weeks. The Rams' offense just is not getting anything going. Um, I know Ryan said him something in the in the chat. We talked so much about uh, the Bears' offense just not being good, and yet the Bears' offense has scored more points uh, than the Rams, and it's just it's not looking good for them. The Rams have the Rams can't stretch the field, is what <laughs> I've. They can't stretch the field because they don't have the um, the personnel. They don't have yeah. the receivers to do it. Allen Robbins can't can't stretch the field. I'm thinking of Allen Robinson. I heard this take a few uh, few days ago. Is he just Alshon Jeffrey now? I, I, I mean, he, he might. I but Van, Van Jefferson's going to come back. Yeah, like, they're going to get Van Jefferson. Odell is going to be a Ram. The, it's Unless he is really set on, I'm going to go to the Bills to hang out with Vaughn again and maybe collect a ring. No team needs him more than the Rams. And that's yeah. really what I think. Um, but then this offensive line, I said it after week one, it was a weakness over the off season. And after that week one, it just became a concern right away. No, nothing didn't get addressed. 
Big Whitworth isn't going to be walking through the door. And so they're really they're really in a, a tough spot now. But we'll see how it how it progresses I, uh, for the round. Yeah, I keep on getting spam text by Ryan, by the way. I I Yeah, here it is. The next That's bear. not happening. Okay. Nope, not happening. Focus on DJ um, Moore. Focus on yeah, DJ Moore. Yeah, you do that, buddy. <laughs> um, Focus, yeah. Uh, th- this was uh, just a fun game to watch because it was division rivalry, uh, but the Ravens barely beat the Bengals 19-17. Uh, to 17. Um, Honestly, my big takeaway from this game uh, was actually Joe Burrow's press conference from like two days ago where he got scared from the cough. <laughs> There's not, there wasn't really much that we learned from this game. <laughs> um, I, saw, I saw a stat after the game, uh, like I'm big into the analytics part of football. Yeah. Joe Burrow against single high has an EPA of like almost 0.2. And he against two high, he has a negative 0.2 EPA per play or per drop back, I think it is. And so that worries me because the Saints play the Bengals this week and the, the Saints are cover one until we die kind of team. So I really yeah. hope Dennis Allen kind of Gets gets some personnel back so he can be kind of more versatile and, and play some of that cover too. Yeah. Um, and then the final game of the week, uh, this one was actually a, a really fun game to watch, uh, was the Chiefs versus Raiders. Uh, the Chiefs barely won 30-29, to 29, uh, but I'm pretty sure Kelsey tied a record with four touchdowns, um, which is crazy for a tight end. So – I found this trivia. I want to see if you know mm-hmm. this. I don't want to know if you heard this. Can you name the only active NFL player with four receiving touchdowns in a game twice? It's not Travis Kelsey. It's um, not a big name. It's it's not a big name. I don't know, man. Hit it with me. Marvin Jones. Huh. Well, his son's going to be a big name. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just it was a fun game to watch, and I think he had like four touchdowns on like twenty nine receiving yards. Yeah, it was. Um, the, they refused to cover him in the in the red zone, and Mahomes said, "Thank you very much." <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was the recap from this past week. Um. We'll move on to our next segment, uh, weekly news. Ryan and Ben bring you weekly news. Um, they're honestly, the biggest news, uh, from this week, uh, is the Matt Rule firing, uh, which is the thing I said we'd, uh, touch on a little bit later. Um, but the thing that shocked me more about the Matt Rule firing was, uh, the Phil Snow firing or going with him. Um, I honestly expected him to step in, uh, and take that intern, uh, title, uh, cause I think he's one hell of a defensive coordinator. Um, but he's a Matt Rule ride or die, I guess. Yep. I think I think that's what Tepper kind of wanted to do here is I don't know how much long Scott Fitterer, their GM, has because if Matt yeah. Rule's gone being from being too disappointing, I don't know how long the GM's got. But, yeah, I think it was just a clean house of Matt Rule, guys. We're going to just ride with this. Um, I think uh, Scott Wilkes, Steve Wilkes, is that his name? He's going to be yeah. the interim. I think Ben McAdoo's still running plays there. <laughs> And PJ Walker's going to start this weekend. So, heck yeah! Well, honestly, it very upset, be that much of a very upset. Matt Corral 
is out for the season <sighs> because we could have seen some Matt Corral football. And I know I Aaron Donald oh, it would have been amazing. Him. Oh, so. absolutely. Um, but I mean, Baker hasn't played very well, anyways. Um, but uh, the other fun news that kind of came, I wouldn't say fun, it's not fun. Uh, but the other news that came out of um, Monday night's game was the Devontae Adams thing. And he actually just got charged with a misdemeanor assault for pushing that cameraman. Yep. <laughs> What's your take uh, on this? Um, I, I'm kind of set what, on mine. One, right, so when I first saw it, um, I'm like, yo, like that was not okay. But seeing the other angle, I think Big, uh, Big Cat posted – um, I'm like, okay, maybe he didn't see him, but at the end of the day, even if we push him down, he still he sh- should have gone over there. I'm gonna help him up. I think he should pay a hefty fine. I will say yeah. that he should pay a hefty fine, pay the cameraman, whatever he's got to do. Um, but he should not be suspended at all because no. the reason Mike Evans got suspended a game this year was because of the frequency of fighting with Marshawn Lattimore. This is the first incident with Devontae Adams. Truly, he immediately apologized for it. And flat out, I, I said this on the night of, I think he was just embarrassed um, because of the way that fourth and one went, ran into his own player, or his player ran into him. Yeah. And I think he just wanted to get out of there. They blew a 17 nothing lead to a division rival. I think he was just mad and wanted to leave. And this cameraman's running in front of him, trying to get his – you know, his sad face, his head down, I'd be pissed too. So that's, yeah. that's kind of my take on it. Like, no, he should not miss any games for this. Should pay a fine because no. we know he's got the money to, but should not miss games. Yeah, no, I agree. And I guess since we're on the subject, uh, what are your thoughts on the Bobby Wagner thing? Because uh, when for those who don't know what the, I'm referring the to, the, night, street, the, the tackling of the, the – uh, of the streaker, yeah. So for those who don't know, yeah. So there was like a streaker slash uh, protester. I think he was like protesting like pig violence or something. Um, and he like ran out onto the field and he got like leveled by Bobby Wagner. Um, and I'm pretty sure like the dude like filed like an assault charge and stuff on him. I think it's awful. I don't think anything will come from it. Dude shouldn't be on the field. And it's stupid. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It's, yeah. Isn't it technically him trespassing the 49ers? Like – can't yeah. they technically swing it that way? Like they absolutely could. Yeah. Um, and then just a few uh fewer small like tidbits that came out of uh, this week. Uh the Deion Jones uh trade. He got traded to the Browns uh for I think it was a late round pick or maybe a few late round picks. Uh Rashad Penny got ankle surgery, uh, so he will probably miss the rest of the season. Um Tua is finally practicing and uh, Jalen Johnson is back. And it was very important to Ryan that I uh, added that in there in the news segment. Hey, um, Jameis Winston is back too. Jameis Winston. Um, is, uh, <sighs> Brown. I'm not going to even read that. <laughs> my, man is, my man is trolling. Yes, Straight he is. Trolling um, on a Wednesday night. Yeah, and then uh, before we move on to our next segment, one more thing. Um, is Chris Olave playing in this game? Um, he was did not participate the uh, on Wednesday, but they're saying he's in like the third stage of the concussion protocol. So if he can clear that by tomorrow, he'll get a limited on Thursday, full on Friday. He's good to go. My major concern is if number 13 is going to play. 
because I can't take another week of defending <laughs> that man for not being on the field. Yep. Yep. Um, and we'll move on to our next segment. Just when you thought it was safe to play the underdog, we put you on upset alert. Um, as far as me, the games this week are pretty straightforward. Uh, there's not a lot of upsets uh, that I am a fan of. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not and I'm not just saying this. Uh, and I'm actually meaning it this time. Um, I do have the Seahawks. I, I don't know what the spread is on this game, but I'm pretty sure the Seahawks are um, the underdog in this game. I could be wrong, but I have the Seahawks upsetting the Cardinals. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Cardinals hater. I do think uh, Geno Smith is... Uh, you know, really shocking everyone. Um, but outside of that, there's not many upsets um, I like. Maybe the Patriots is considered an upset. Uh, you mm-hmm. know what? The Patriots are considered an upset. We're taking them as well. Bailey's Abby riding with the Zapster. Um, yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at some spreads here. I'm not I'm not a major fan of really any of these. Um, I didn't know Commanders and Bears is a pick 'em tomorrow night. Um, but I'll ride with the team I always ride with, the Jets. I'm going to go with the Jets. I think the Jets are going to beat Roland Lambeau, beat the Packers. I, there's nothing to be feeling good about the Packers right now, and I feel really good about what the Jets are doing on defense. I, I Yeah. Robert Sala is truly collecting those receipts right now. So <laughs> uh, I'm all for it. I have, uh... at, could we be looking at a Jets 4-2 and two football team? After week six, that would that would be fun. And mind you, Joe Flacco played the first two games or two, three games, two or three. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's fun. Um, awful. He's just saying that to be a jerk. Uh, he's saying Cardinals. Um, I'm done with Ride you, buddy. With the midget. No. All right, we'll move on to the next segment here. You think you know football? Well, prove it. This is Pigskin Pick'em. Um, so usually in terms of the segment, uh, we pick the game and we also do the score. Um, and as you guys, um, have already seen and heard, uh, Ryan's not with me this week, but he did send me his predictions. Uh, so I will be making these predictions, um, for Ryan as well. Um, Ryan gave me a score prediction, uh, due to time, me and Matt are not going to, uh, do score predictions. Um, but we will do picks and pick them and I will give you guys, um, Ryan's, um, score prediction. So, um, let's start on Thursday night football, uh, bears versus commanders. Uh, do you want to start us off? Oh, this is a tough game to predict. Um, I'm going to take the home team just because it's the home team. It's, it's a pick them. It's really like, it's an even spread. They're very equal teams. Um, the over under is 38. I kind of like the over there. I won't lie. Um, cause of just how bad the Washington defense has been. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the bears, uh, make Ryan happy, um, get them back to 500, which is weird. Yes. That's weird to say. I just want to say <laughs> that the bears yeah. 500 at week six. I did not have that on my bingo card. No, no, neither did I. Um, and real quick, I accidentally glanced over this. Um, the uh Brian went nine and seven this past week and I went uh ten and six. Uh so I'm finally above five hundred. Look at me. <laughs> My record is thirty-eight and thirty-seven and one because of that tie in week one. Um mm-hmm. uh but I'm right there with you uh with uh 
I guess Ryan will read Ryan's. Uh, Ryan has the Bears winning uh, 27 to 17, and he said the Bears look like they can at least step into this and make this a competition. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he said he's happy that Jalen jo- uh, Jalen Johnson is back. Um, and he said Justin Fields should. Oh, uh, he said Justin Fields should look good. We'll leave it at that. Um, and uh, I'm also there with you guys. I think the Bears are going to win this one. Um, it's tough to pick because I'm waiting for that Carson Wentz revenge game. Um, but the Bears are home. Justin Fields looked like he took that step forward. Um, you know, hopefully he can continue to do that. Uh, but let's move to the um, Ravens versus Giants. I think I think this one's fairly easy for me at least. But what do you have? Um, I'm gonna take the the Ravens. Is a better yeah. football team. That's that's it. Lamar Jackson is playing pretty good football. We really were anticipating an MVP, and then these last two games, he's kind of been like I just want to say reckless with the football. Yeah. Has not been good, but I still think they're a better team. I love Brian Dable. Um, I love his coaching methods, but I'm really. I guess I'm down on the Giants, which is they're four and one, but I I can't trust their quarterback. A, no, no, I agree. It, uh, they're this weird, fluky four and one. Um, it's just it's weird. Uh, but as far as uh, Ryan, he said both teams have their ups and downs, uh, but New York looked uh, looked the best against the Green Bay Packers in London. Um, he said Saquon is back and he said Lamar Jackson needs to stop overthrowing his wide receivers. Sunday night football has no business being this close of a game. And he said Ravens will stop the flaming hot giants. Ravens taking this game 34 or uh, 24 to 14. Um, I guess there's no parody on this podcast. I'm right there with you guys. Uh, I have the Ravens winning this game. I'm, uh, I, I'm not going to root for any of these guys. I just, <laughs> I, I want to thank you. I just had thank the happiest Ryan. little giggle voice when I heard Matt say that. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's referring. <laughs> yeah. What's the, the, the spread on this game is kind of hefty. I kind of like the giants in the spread Baltimore favored by six. Ooh, that's, that's a lot of points with how yes. good the Giants have been. I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's move on to the next one. Uh, Jags versus Colts. Who do you have in this one? Um, uh, uh, this is one is hard. The Jaguars, Duval. Um, I think the Jaguars are bounce back. They're it's gonna bounce back. All right, they're too good of a football team. They're too well coached of a football team to fall three in a row in games they should probably win. I think you could argue that Philly game, but they started 14 nothing, and Trevor Lawrence fumbles the ball, just drops the ball four times. So I don't see them losing again. Hate the Colts. I, I'm honest. Hate them. Don't like watching them play football. But this, <laughs> yeah. has, this has the feel of a Jonathan Taylor comeback, 30-touch game, and he runs for 200 yards. Like, you don't know how bad I need that. I need that. <laughs> desperately my fantasy team is baking for that um as far as ryan um short and sweet uh colts are bad and the jaguars are good enough said yeah jaguars Jaguars by a thousand love Um, the analysis yes (laughs) great uh no uh 
part of me wants to pick the Colts just to change it up, uh, but it's really hard to do that. It's it's the Jaguars. Um, it, I am looking for Alex Pierce this game, though. It's going to be fun. Hopefully we can see that development uh, come from him. He looked uh, good then, on Thursday. He was one of the he was one of the few bright spots. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It'll be fun. Uh, but the Patriots at the Browns. <sighs> Who do you have? This is tough. What'd you say? Uh, Patriots at Browns. Ooh, Patriots at Browns. Um, I'm probably rolling with the Browns just because I like Nick Chubb. Um, yes. more I think the consistency of the Browns is better than Bailey Zappi um, in the in the Patriots, but wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots won this. I'd just go with the Browns, going with the safer pick. All right, um, this is Ryan's analysis. The Patriots wouldn't beat a healthy Lions team, but they got lucky this past week. Bill Belichick returns to Cleveland again, but they will get a loss handed to him by a team waiting for their franchise quarterback to come back in a few weeks. He has the Browns winning 24 to 17. I'm going to stand on this all on my own. It's about time someone switches up the picks. Uh, we have the Patriots winning this. Um, can't really explain it. It's just, you have some of these games a few weeks and I'm rooting for Bailey. I'm glad that he's playing. And, and I never want to say I'm glad that a player got hurt, but um, I am glad that Bailey gets to play over Brian. Horton. That is for sure. Oh, um, oh, another another narrative in this game. Jacoby Brissett revenge game. <laughs> that <laughs> I need He's to think going about all that. out. Oh, that would that would be much that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but <laughs> your game, Bengals at Saints. A lot of people are really debating if this is even a home field advantage for the Saints with the LSU homecoming. Um, don't know who's starting for the Saints. <laughs> I really want to pick them, but I'm not. Uh, I think the Bengals just get right. I think going into New Orleans, I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I think Joe Burrow is going to be pretty good. Um, no idea. Like, it's hard to predict these games right now because I don't know the statuses of guys who missed practice today. Uh, yeah. Marshawn Lattimore missed it. Michael Thomas missed it. Olave missed it. It's hard to pick against the Bengals, even if I think they're missing, I think it was like T Higgins who just barely played in Sunday night football. Yep. So I'm going with the Bengals. They're favored by one and a half. So, Oh, wow. I would, I, I, I would be taking that. I would be smashing yeah. it over there. Yeah. Uh, yes. Joe Mixon is going to be having a big day, I think. Um, good, yeah. But in terms of, um, in terms of his other analysis, Brian says, I'm sorry, Matt, but the saints look bad. Um, Chris Olave, uh, 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 <laughs> Chris Olave, one of the bright spots on the team, but he should be out this week. That was a scary injury. Um, and it might be costly as they plan, uh, or as they play the defending AFC champs. I expect this one to be taken by Cincy pretty easy to get them out, um, of their scoring rut. The Bengals win 32 to 20. Um, yeah, I'm right there. Uh, Another revenge game, Andy Dalton. Oh, the rifle! God, I hope he stop plays. it. I really do. Yeah, oh, it would it would be fun. Um, I I honestly hope Jesse Bates just has like a three interception game. Um, I have the Bengals winning this one. Um, like he said, uh, it's an LSU homecoming game. Um, 
hopefully we can see a really nice connection there. And hopefully that connection can be like it was week one, because that connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just has not been there this season. Um, but I think it's just a matter of time that happens. And with Marshawn Lattimore, um, if he in a little hurt, I think this might be the game that we see that happening. Um, I, I do want to, I do want to like my last thing before we get off this game, if the Bengals do lose this one and it's because of offensive struggles, start circling Zach Taylor's name for hot seat oh. because it's, it's just the lack of creativity is the reason they aren't winning games on offense. It's ridiculous. So, and they fix the O line. They have dynamic playmakers, and you can't blame the quarterback who has been fantastic. You know, through his first, maybe not fantastic, but you know what I mean. You got only one person to blame, and that's the play caller, head coach. So, just wanted to circle that. Wanted to touch on yes. that before. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, Buccaneers at the Steelers. Um, you know how I said I sprinted in Buffalo last week <laughs> yes. for my lock? Yeah, I'm sprinting in the Buccaneers here because I'm going to use, I'm going to steal Ryan's analysis. Bucks good, Steelers bad. Bucks are finally healthy <laughs> um, on offense. The, Brady's just going to, I don't know what Brady's odds to win MVP are, but like, there has to be value in that right now because of how bad he's looked. He's going through a divorce now. This is like, you know, game six. <laughs> the divorce game. Yeah. Yeah. He is going to, he's going to go crazy. And we're just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's Tom Brady. I remember that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, this is just going to be one of those games that Bucks by 100. Hate saying it. Hate saying it. But, yeah. Yeah, um, and mind you people, again, these are not my words. These are Ryan words. Ryan says, this is the battle of the bad. <laughs> he said, the Steelers look horrible outside of T.J. Watt, George Pickens, and Mike Tomlin, and the Buccaneers look like uh, Brady should have stayed retired. I'll take the safe wow. pick in the Buccaneers. <laughs> I'll take the safe pick in the Buccaneers, uh, but I'm not confident. Buccaneers 23 to Steelers 13. Um, really? I, okay. <laughs> I... Like you said, I think Buccaneers by a thousand. I think Tom Brady's <laughs> going to have a good game. Um, there's not really anyone there outside of uh, Mika that I think can cover uh, Mike Tom or um, um, Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. Yeah, um, I, I I don't. You think also have to be... worry about Chris Godwin and you mm-hmm. know, uh, exactly who's the other Leonard one? and. Uh, Rasheed White is finally picking Rashad it up. White. I, yes. So yes. yeah, I picked him up on my fantasy. Uh, this is very upset about that, but yes. <laughs> again, never want to hope for an injury, but if Leonard goes down, you already know he's RB1 in my team. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> but 49ers at the Falcons. Um, Man, this one is tough. I said it on my podcast a few weeks ago. I hate that I love watching the Falcons play football. I hate it, but <laughs> they're so entertaining and so fun. And the way Arthur Smith is doing more with less continuously, but he gets shut down. They're running into a brick wall called the 49ers, no matter how many injuries they have. Um, I'm taking the Niners. Jimmy, this is one of those games where I think the spread's like five and a half. I could see this being a game-winning field goal for the Niners, but the Niners' defense is just going to shut them down and keep them within you know, scoring distance at all times and keep them under 20. So. Go on, go on, Niners. 
Yeah. Um, no, I'm absolutely there with you again. I'm pretty sure me and you have matched picks um, all the way through this. Um, Great minds that... think alike. I mean, we're going, exactly. we're going, how many teams are on by? I think four, 14 and 0 this four. week. So. Yeah, that, that, that would be the hope. If we um, continue on this pace. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, as far as Ryan, he said, boy, are these two teams fun to watch? I like the Falcons. I'm rooting for them. Mariota, uh, Mariota's been disappointing. Uh, see, I think Mariota's been above uh, expectation. Just, I think he's playing. He, he just doesn't – they just don't throw the ball. And yeah. that, I think that's the good thing about Mariota is you're utilizing his strengths. It's the same way Dable does with um, Daniel Jones. These yeah. guys can't really throw the ball, but they're above average athletes at the position, so utilize their strength. Absolutely. Which is their leg. Yes. He said, Mariota's been disappointing, but I'm curious to see how they do uh, with Calvin Ridley on this team next year. Uh, fun to think about, but ultimately the 49ers are the better defensive team now. It'll be close. 49ers uh, 28, Falcons 29, or uh, uh, 49ers 28, Falcons 19. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Um, I think it's going to hurt a little bit, and I think we'll see uh, Nick, uh, the Nick Bosa not being there. Uh, but at the end of the day, that defense is just, again, stifling. One of the best defenses in the league, um, and I think they're going to shut down Mariota this game. Um, moving on to, I think, one of the most underrated games um, this week, the Jets versus Packers. Yep. Uh, so I put them on <laughs> I put them, I put them on upset alert. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry. sorry. I have people over in the living room kind of just huddle off in my corner while, like talking to you about football. But, uh, yeah, I put them on upset alert, and I'm smashing it down. The MILF hunter, Zach Wilson, comes to town, <laughs> comes to Green Bay, and he's going to roll over the Green Bay Packers and that Aaron Rodgers. And the Jets start 4-2. and two is my prediction wow okay well like you said great great minds think alike and ryan's right there with you he said nah he's not sold on this packers team christian watson didn't play the full game aaron uh aaron Rodgers has throws and interceptions in every game except or has thrown an interception every game except the chicago and new york now Uh, he said he likes sauce gardner and he thinks the jets defense will have a day jets 23 packers 16 um I, I I think Aaron Aaron Rodgers is going to play angry, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win this game. He's uh, probably a little bit disappointed losing to that Giants team, and I think he is going to you know show people why he's Aaron Rodgers and why he won back to back MVPs. Um, I have the Packers winning this one. Um, I have or the the Vikings at Dolphins. Um, I'll, with the quarterback situation here, I feel like this is an easy pick, uh, but. Um, rolling with number eight, Kirk Cousins. Uh, what, <laughs> what time is this game? Oh, it's 1 p.m.? Yeah, Kirk Cousins is going to shine. Uh, <laughs> in Miami, even if it does get a little humid there, I think. He is just, he is like, I get why coaches love him. He plays within mm-hmm. structure, like, to a T. But if you see at any time structure is, like, goes down a little bit or, like, he's pressured a little more than you want him to, it just goes out the window. But don't see him being pressured that often against this Miami defense going with the Vikings. Kind of just taking the favorite. It's just yeah. Skylar Thompson is starting at quarterback, so it's kind of my 
<laughs> really hoping for a Teddy Bridgewater revenge game. It's it feels like a revenge revenge week. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Teddy was the only one that was like a DNP on this injury report this past week too, which is a shame. Uh, but as far as Ryan Tua has been, uh, Tua was clear to play on Sunday, but thanks to the NFL uh, or thanks to the new agreement from the NFL and the NFLPA, he didn't play. Uh, Bridgewater stepped in. The Dolphins are down to their third string quarterback if Tua can't play, which. Um, he won't um, and Tyreek is also hurt even if Hill plays um, it won't or he won't be 100% the Vikings will take this one by a close margin the Vikings 23 Dolphins 17 um, I'm right there with you guys uh, it's a shame to see Skyler uh, well not a shame to see Skyler uh, I was never a very big fan of Skyler coming out um, especially coming out of Kansas State I felt like he could really only run the ball and he wasn't too good at throwing I'm still right there with him, even after his great preseason. Um, I have the Vikings taking this one uh, pretty handedly. But he said, uh, Ryan did comment, and he said, it is a real shame that we couldn't play the Vikings on primetime. I think they do play, don't they? Don't they play later in the year? Uh, Yeah, they do play later in the year, but I doubt doubt it's going to be on primetime unless Fields uh, steps it up a little bit. I feel like Vikings and Bears is always like Monday night. I have to check this now because I need to be right. All right. Um, and as you check um, that, well, oh no, they're week, uh, they're week eighteen. So no. Oh, yeah. So no. Um, Panthers, Panthers at Rams. <laughs> Panthers at Rams. Um, <laughs> this game's gonna suck. <laughs> um, am I allowed to vote tie? Yeah. Right. Hey, if you want to vote tie, I don't want. Tie, I, don't want I don't want to pick either of these teams. I think it's just a game where the Panthers get right. Or the Rams get right, not the Panthers. Um, just the Panthers are in a hole right now, so I think they're going to stay in that hole, and the Rams are going to win. And the Panthers are putting their, you know, they're releasing their CJ Stroud jersey swap edits on Twitter right now because <laughs> they probably are going to get CJ Stroud. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. No, I'm uh, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Ryan says the Panthers um, are dismantling their roster. Fingers crossed. He wants the Chicago Bears to get DJ Moore. Um, they can have him. DJ Moore's been unimpressive, but he's had unimpressive quarterbacks. Um, anyways, um, he said that the Panthers are at an all-time low as a franchise. The Rams are experiencing a Super Bowl hangover, and Matt Stafford isn't playing at an elite level anymore, despite the massive amounts of help he has. Um, it's a bit of an unfortunate situation for both teams now, but how the Rams taking this one um, pretty easily. The Rams winning 28 to 13. Um, I I do think the Panthers still have a good defense. It's a shame um, my boy Jeremy Chin had to go on IR. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think we finally get to see the Rams play a little bit better than what they have. And I do think the Rams take this one uh, pretty easily. Uh, Ryan said it'd be cool to see the Panthers shock the champs after rules firing. Oh, I love it would it. be fun. I love it with PJ Walker. I would love to see the agendas flowing through social media if PJ Walker was able to win that game. I would love oh. to see it. Yeah, would I would. Start another game? Yeah. Also, <laughs> um, by the way, like slap me in the face. Like I was completely wrong about Baker Mayfield. Oh my god, I will admit it right now. I I thought there was a fire. I thought there was a structure. There was a plan with this team. Nope, not at all. Baker Mayfield sucks, and <laughs> I expected him because he worked well in structure in 2020, and that's why they won a yeah. playoff game. But 
no, no, it's he's I, not a starter I, anymore. I tried to tell people Baker wasn't as good yeah, as what they I, were trying to say. I tried to tell people Russell wasn't elite, and here we are. Um, <laughs> but I did say Joe Burrow was elite, and he's not playing this well. Um, Cardinals at the Seahawks. This is hard for me to read what Ryan says, but we'll get there after what you have to say. Um, Cardinals Seahawks. divisional matchup. I want to see the spread on this game. Um, um, yeah. While you look at that, this is what Ryan has to say. He says, despite what Ben has to say, the Cardinals are a competitive team, and he said the Seahawks are not. Um, I'm going to push back at least on that one. The Seahawks have uh, played. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've shocked everyone's expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he does have the Cardinals winning twenty-seven to twenty-one. Um, I'm gonna the the spread. By the way, is Cardinals three. So I'm not. That's pretty pretty good for me. Um, I could go either way. Um, but I'm gonna ride with seven. I'm gonna ride with Geno Smith here. Um, yes. I just, I just truly like when I said that in the chat. I meant it. I want him on the Saints next year. If there's a way to get him on the Saints next year, because everyone keeps saying he's the long term answer for the Seahawks. He doesn't fit the timeline, everybody. He no. just doesn't. He's 32 years old. He does not fit any. Like, unless they're looking to compete next year, which is ridiculous, they're not. Like, he doesn't fit it. Trade him to the Saints for, uh, you know, a conditional fourth-round pick. And let's just get <laughs> get on with it. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I'm going to ride with the Seahawks. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. Again, as I said, uh, Ryan has the Cardinals winning this one. I disagree. I think the Seahawks have been a very competitive team this year. Um. And if we're continuing the rate right now, the Cardinals just cannot score in the first half. Um, I'm pretty sure they're like the only team in the NFL who hasn't scored a single point in the first quarter, which is five quite games. awful. <laughs> five games. And I, yeah. I also want to mention this is in Seattle. Seattle's legit. Yep. Dude, Seattle's like, a legitimately hard place to play. I was going to say you mentioned that um, going into week one, it's just it's a tough place to play. Um, uh, I don't think anyone's going to push back on this one. Uh, the game of the week, uh, Bills versus Chiefs. Um, I'm actually kind of disappointed this isn't uh, Sunday night football and this is coming from an Eagles fan. <laughs> I was really like, if there was a, a way to get Dak on the field, I would love um, the <laughs> – But, like, so – if Dak was playing in this game, I was going to make the take, like, this could be the NFC and AFC championship games, right? Like, it's not – at the rate it's going, I love all four of these football teams more than most. And yeah. so um, – but Bills and Chiefs, like, um, man, man, it's really hard to not Patrick Mahomes. And so I'm going to do it. I love the Bills. I love what they're doing. But I, I cannot bet against the Chiefs, even on a short week, even on six days rest, not betting against Patrick Mahomes. But wow, Bills destroyed them last year in the regular season. Could easily make me look like a fraud, but I, I will not bet against 15. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, honestly, just put Edmonds on Kelsey. You'll be fine. Bills are going to win this. Um, anyways, uh, uh, Ryan says this is going to be a good game uh, when uh, – Wait, this is going to be a good game when it really shouldn't be. The Bills, uh, I agree with this one. The Bills should be sprinting to the commissioner to trade for CMC. That offense would be absolutely scary. Um, 
but he said he's going to take the Bills in this one. Bills 30 to Chiefs 24. Um, I'm right there with him. I do think the Bills are going to win this one. And I was joking about the Edmonds on Kelsey thing. Um, but I think this is going to be a good game. And hopefully we get to see a game like we saw in the playoffs. I want to see it end with like the old playoff rules. You know how like the old overtime <laughs> rules, they yep. don't translate to the regular season. I want the Bills to maybe win in overtime. Even though I'm picking the Chiefs, I kind of want to see the Bills win getting the ball first in overtime, so we kind of delete that narrative because I'm kind of tired of it. Yeah, no, I would uh, <laughs> I would, I, I would love to see that too. Um, but the other game that uh, we were just talking about, uh, Cowboys at the Eagles. And for those wondering, um, Cooper Rush is going to be the starting quarterback. Dak is sadly not going to play. Um, it's crazy for me to say, sadly, Dak isn't going to play. I'd much rather prefer Dak, honestly, but we'll get there. Um, I love this defense. I love the, oh, yeah. the, the Cowboys defense. Um, everyone was coming into this season expecting regression for good reason. Your mm-hmm. star quarterback or star cornerback had 11 interceptions and Micah Parsons had a rookie season like no other. Doesn't matter. Trayvon Diggs looks like he can cover downfield. Scary. Micah Parsons still is a freak. Scary. And Demarcus Lawrence is healthy. I, I really like this Cowboys team, and that's why I'm picking the Eagles because I, you, you see who's starting for the Cowboys, right? I get it. He's 4-0. I get it. I get it. I see the narratives that he's better than Dak going with the Eagles. Come on. Better football team. <laughs> They're going to score fast and furious, but yeah, I want no, it to that's... be a good game. I really yes. want a Sunday night game that I can be interested in and have some fun. No, I, I agree game, with you. But... Um, Ryan said this is going to be a good game. Uh, or Oh, sorry. Uh, Eagles are Super Bowl contenders. It's the only clear-cut team in the league right now uh, that has a great chance, in my opinion. I think the Bills, um, but the Cowboys hardly. I think I think he's home. saying that from like the NFC. Side. NFC, yeah. I think because yeah. the AFC is a dogfight, so I think I, I get where he's coming from. It, okay, but he just, doesn't like just the Bucks. Quick, he doesn't like the Packers. I get just, why he's saying the Eagles. Just real quick though, we're talking about like the AFC being a powerhouse outside of the Chiefs and Bills. What is there? Like, I mean, that, that might be a bold the take, Titans. but like, yeah, right. Like, it's just yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, anyways, he said uh, the, the Cowboys are. <laughs> he said he said the Cowboys hardly beat the hungover Rams. I like Philly here. Uh, Eagles thirty-one, Cowboys twenty. I'm right there with you, boys. Eagles are going to win this one. Um, but I posted this on my Twitter. Um, it sucks the fun out of it. I'm going to visit some friends who are big Cowboys fans. I'm going to watch a game with them this weekend. Um, and they're like, "Yep, Eagles are going to win. It's over. And it's over. It's over." You know, it, it, the Eagles are going to lose now. The Eagles are going to lose now yep. because the Cowboys fans are saying that. You know just, who looks awful. You know who looks goofy now, and I mean he's already goofy, but Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones <laughs> really said Dak's not going on IR, and wouldn't because think about like the quarterbacks you could pick up with that. You could pick up someone who would be a, you know, an option. Besides Cooper Rush, you know what I'm saying? Like I was always in the I want to see Cam Newton on the on that the star with the star on the helmet. But I just that was a roster spot this whole time and Dak still can't grip a grip a football is what I'm sounds like. So yeah. I feel like he just looks 
feel like he tried to put so, so much pressure on Dak to come back early, and it just backfired. It didn't work out. Yeah. Um, and then just real quick, uh, just some, like, touches. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, like, actually is like, shocking me. Uh, I thought he was one of the most overrated cornerbacks last year, uh, and that's just because of his production. But the thing was is he gave up, like, more than 1,000 yards in coverage. I mean, it's, like, flipped on its head. The dude isn't producing as much in terms of interceptions, but uh, he's, like, covering. And Playing tight you know, coverage, got, yeah. I, I know he got clowned on. I think it was, like, Semi Fahoko who, like, burned him in, um, like, the preseason or whatever. Uh, I know and he got everyone, clowned on for it. Everyone loved that clip for a few weeks. Another yeah. thing I want to mention about this game, um, I think, like, if he wants a coaching job, Dan Quinn's going to get one. I know he rejected Absolutely. one last year. And, but like the things he's done in back-to-back years with this defense, he's been so impressive. So I'm really, I really want to see him get another gig that isn't Atlanta. So I can kind of root for him if he like, but like the way he, I think it helps. Okay, buddy, buddy. You're all on on Jalen Johnson's okay, and not gonna say that word. But you're all over Jalen Johnson. Nuts. Okay, and he's I'll doing his. Yeah. Okay. Um, Trayvon Diggs is honestly, I, I don't even care. This isn't hot. Trayvon Diggs is better than Jalen Johnson. Uh, sucks to suck there, bud. Um, but um, the last game of the week, uh, or real quick, Kellen Mond, I really hope he gets a coaching job somewhere. Um, Kelmore. Besides, Kelmore. A, or Kelmore, sorry. Uh, not Mond. What um, is Kellen? Uh, he's Seahawks. Seahawks. I'm pretty sure, he, oh. I'm pretty sure he's the Seahawks third string there. Um, but, uh, the last game of the week, um, I can't believe we have to watch through another primetime Broncos game, but it is the Broncos, um, at LA chargers. I want this to be the most Twitter agenda filled game ever. I want Brandon Staley to go for every fourth down. I want Broncos country to ride. I want it all. Um, I just want to have a fun <laughs> AFC West game like this past Monday. This past Monday yeah. was awesome. Um, yes. So I'm going to roll with the Chargers. The Chargers have a robotic quarterback. Um, oh, yeah. Kim, I don't like betting against Justin Herbert because he might be my favorite player in the league. So, yeah. <sighs> I know – I, I know I said this. Uh, good thing this is not like actually out there on the internet. Um, I was like a huge, like a, the huge, like like the leader of the Tua is better than uh, Herbert. Like chugga chugga choo choo. Yeah, I like, completely not even close. got like I completely got why Mario Cristobal had no idea what he had, and he said, "You know what? We're gonna run wide receiver screens all the time." <laughs> That's what it was. You, you would see like two times a game, three times a game. You see Justin Herbert. I mean, sling it. And then just Mario Cristobal would be like, field. "Yeah." And then Mario Cristobal would be like, mm, "No, we don't. We don't want to do that." Um, I would love, but, like, you look at Mahomes, who played in the Big Twelve. I wanted to see, like, oh. if I could go back in time and see Justin Herbert play for the team on the hat. Oh, oh, he would slay the ball. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that, oh, that that would have been fun. Um, Devin Duvernay right there. Imagine Devin Duvernay like streaking down the field and you just see Justin Herbert. Would have became, became a first round pick. <laughs> I was throwing to him. Oh my goodness. Okay, buddy. Okay. Ryan, Ryan wow. Fields, Ryan wow. Fields is better than Russ. That's awful. Fields has not played. Wow. I mean, neither has Russ. Um, 
But real quick, just to round out the segment, um, Ryan said uh, Chargers country. Let's ride. Uh, just like he said to um, – um, uh, shoot, Cowboys head coach, um, Mike McCarthy. Just as he said to Mike McCarthy, he's saying the same thing to Nathan, uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Screw you. Uh, Chargers by a 1,000. I'm right there with you guys. Um, I mean, again, Justin Herbert is making throws that, I mean, literally only him and Pat Mahomes can make. It is absolutely crazy to me. Um, but I'm going to move on to uh, my favorite segment or my second favorite segment, debating on how I'm feeling on the day. Um, and honestly, uh, my favorite segment to talk to you about. Pro football isn't the only game in town. Let's take a stroll to Ben's College Corner. Yes, this week in college football is going Let's to go. be wild. There are some there. Are, I mean, there are two big games, uh, a third that we're looking forward to looking uh, at the start of the season, but like two huge games. I got to stop you right there, Ben. Yep. Did you know this is the second time in college football's entire history that there is three five and zero versus five and zero or better teams on the weekend? Really. There is a lot of championship title aspirations in this weekend. If there's any time to watch college football, it is this weekend. An amazing <laughs> slate of games. There is four games that I am circling that I am going to watch no matter what because of what could happen in the, those conferences. Four out of the five conferences have massive games this weekend. Oh, yeah. there. I'm right there with you. There's five games that – um. I'm really wanting to watch, uh, but, you know, we'll skip right into it. I don't know how many people know this, even though I do go to IU. Um, I don't have the flag here with me. Huge Michigan fan. Um, Michigan, number five, is going – or no, uh, Penn State. Yeah, Penn State's coming into Penn the big State house to coming. play. Yep. Yep. Oh, this is going to be a fun game to watch. Blake Corum has to get going. Uh, and I love JJ, um, but – um, I don't know how many of you guys follow Michigan football, but right now it's um, almost like the Milton Williams treatment. Or uh, um, uh, not Milton Williams. Um, oh, this is drive me crazy. It doesn't matter. Uh, Michigan's uh, quarterback, Milton um, – Joe, Joe Milton. That's his name. There you yeah. go. Um, he had a rocket arm, but the problem is is it's he's overthrowing these guys, and I love J.J., yeah. and outside of that, I have no complaints about him. I think J.J., has been really smart with the football besides uh, the one interception he has all season, which mm-hmm. happened last game. Uh, I really wish he could dial it in a little bit and hit those deep threats. Uh, but this offense looks scary. It's just a matter of honestly, who has a better run defense. Yeah. Um, what I, I just want to ask, what's the status on Mike Hart? How's he doing? Um, I don't I know. There's a scary. Yeah. Scary um, I know he's not coaching in this game. Uh, what he's referring to is Mike Hart, uh, Michigan's running back. Uh, coach uh, had a seizure on the sidelines like during the game um he's yep. like stable he's in good condition i don't think he's going to be back um and i don't know uh like what the cause for that was um but yeah. you know it's good to see that he's okay uh but again it's, it's really just a battle of run defenses and run offense in my opinion yeah um JJ is a tremendous athlete and a tremendous upgrade over last year's Caden McNamara. Um, yes. But like you said, yes, the ability to stretch the field is kind of lacking at this moment, and it's going to be hard to throw on Joey, Joey Porter Jr. this weekend against Penn State. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I love Penn State's running back, Nick Singleton. Um, they are oh, yeah. he is magnificent. Um, he's amazing. Uh, can't say enough good things, but this isn't. This is one of those games that yeah, wake up at eleven four, and you you're gonna you're gonna it's gonna be worth it is what I should say. <laughs> I hope they, so. They, Hopefully, Michigan can can pull this. This is this is really struggle. like this is the game. Who is second place to Ohio State at the moment? I I just I am not gonna put it it's, past that neither one of them can't beat Ohio State, but Ohio State is my best team in the country. So who is second no, place yeah. at the moment, and who has the best chance of maybe dethroning them again? Last year. <laughs> yes, um, but I mean, if we're talking about top four college football programs, I mean the other like huge huge game this week is uh, hopefully Bryce Young versus Hendon Hooker. Yeah, that's gonna be. I mean, I say hopefully Bryce Young because what we got last week was really weird. Nick Saban came out and was like. Bryce Young is going to start, and he's our starting quarterback. Yeah, uh, which, yeah he was, which he was I, immediately like, I'm not going through that again. <laughs> um, and and I guess I get what where he was coming from with that. You know, he doesn't want that, but Bryce Young didn't play. Um, I think we'll see Bryce Young this game. Uh, but, again, it, it's really just going to be a battle of the two best SEC quarterbacks. Um, it's going to be it's going to be really, really fun to watch. Um, and I'm a big Hendon Hooker fan, but I, I really – need to see will anderson like have a game he's been good but he hasn't had the game yet and if it's any time for him to have the game it's this one there are two things that really give bama a run for their money in the saban era and it's two things that both tennessee has this weekend and it's a true road games for bama and b athletic quarterbacks um, and they have both those things. Hendon Hooker has been fantastic, scored at an impressive rate against 25 LSU. Shouldn't have been ranked, but that's besides the point. Uh, Tennessee has just beaten what's in front of them, and they've beaten everything kind of handily. Um, this is their test. Bama is, you know, I don't want to say on the ropes, but it's it doesn't look good for Alabama. I can't lie. I mean, there's – Bryce Young is up in the air. The receivers don't get open. They survive against AM, who we have been calling all year just the most disappointing team in, in all of college football. So everything points to Tennessee winning this football game, but again, it comes down to Saban versus Josh Heupel. And if Saban can win from the sidelines, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised again. If Josh Heupel tried to do too much, wouldn't be surprised. So... Yeah, it, it will be fun. Um, and then uh, I think the five and the other five and zero game that it's going to be. Um, I don't think it's getting as much hype as it is because it's TCU. Um, but it is, um, you know, eighth ranked Oklahoma State. The winner of this game will TCU. be probably playing in the Big Twelve Championship against Texas. That's kind oh, no of doubt. my take. On that. Yeah, I'm right I there think with Texas, you. I like. You can look at the hat all you want, but I think Texas, with Quinn Ewers, is the best team in the Big 12. I get the <laughs> loss to Texas Tech, but no other Big 12 team is holding the, is holding Bama to 20 and being within one in the final minute. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I in, Just to talk to TCU real quick, um, I have, like, almost quietly have just been pooping on Kyle Duggan. 
not a big Kyle Duggan fan, but he oh, he's Ma- Max, very, Max Duggan. Or Max, Max sorry, not Kyle. You're thinking you're um, thinking of Patriot safety. Yeah. <laughs> um I've not been a big fan of Max Doug, uh, Duggan, uh, but he's looked very well. And and my boy yeah. finally had a I game. I watched that Kansas <laughs> game, and I heard his name countless times, and I was just thinking about you, my friend. <laughs> um, for those who don't know what I'm referring to, uh, Quentin Johnson had 14 catches, uh, 206 yards, and like a very impressive touchdown. Um but yeah, no, this is this is gonna be a, a good game. Um I, I can't wait to watch it, honestly. Um Spencer Sanders um honestly has been almost a game manager uh from what I've seen. Um, but he's keeping his his team in it. And that's really that's what matters. Um I'm like right there with you. Uh it hurts to say because I'm not a big Texas fan. Um, but I, I think you are right about the the Big Twelve of Texas being the best team there. Yeah. Um, TCU, I was looking at the spread. TCU is actually favored in this game by four. Um, so it kind of speaks to Oklahoma State. Um, but yeah, TCU is just taking care of business. Boat racing, Oklahoma. Um, beating Kansas down to the wire, who had their backup quarterback. I want to commend Kansas. I want to talk about Kansas. Um, losing, yeah, losing their starting quarterback, Jalen Daniels, and still putting up a fight. But this is about TCU. Love their yes. playmakers on the outside. Max Duggan doesn't turn the ball over. That's frankly no. what I want to like just say. He has one interception all year, 14 touchdowns. Um, Quentin Johnston, as you mentioned, he's going to be in the conversation for first round. Maybe even top receiver. I'm still like – I That, that Jordan Addison that. take. The, I take only thing, the only thing is I know – I just know Jackson Smith Najigba won't be. I just don't think he's no. the, he's enough an, of an athlete to be the first receiver off the board. But, yeah, uh, I think their running back, Miller, Kendra Miller, I want to say his name is, he's super yeah. fun. TCU's a fun team, and this is a big game. So, no, big game I, uh, in the Big 12. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with you. Honestly, the only, like, shame I have about this is uh, the fact um, – that Zach Evans transferred to Ole Miss. Zach Evans stayed. This offense would be scary. Um, there wouldn't be a a, st- a sign <laughs> of stopping them. And and you know who the um the offensive coordinator is of TCU, right? Uh, no, I'm blanking on it. The younger brother of Lincoln Riley. I can't remember his first name. Oh, really? But, yeah. So that is why. That's why I love this offense. I, I just want to give a little, you know, teaching lesson with Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is so good at college coaching because yes. he does the same concepts out of different looks. And that is what you need to be teaching college guys because you don't get as long of practice time as you do with football, like actual NFL guys. So being yep. able to run the same things but make it look different all the time, it's genius. Love Lincoln Riley. So happy he's not wearing red for OU anymore. He's still wearing red, technically, right? But yeah, I, yeah he's he's fantastic, um, and I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that his younger brother is probably doing the same thing, and that's why TCU is so successful. Oh yeah, and I mean honestly, thank you for setting me up on this one. Uh, USC versus uh, yep. Utah. Yep. 
Um, this was, like I said, this is one of the games that we were kind of looking for, uh, like circling on our calendar when the season started. Uh, Utah um, is looking better than what they did in week one. Um, but uh, USC really looks like they're just they, – they own – they own that. <laughs> they own that conference. Uh, Jordan Addison has has been on a roll. Uh, Caleb Williams has looked good. I mean, this might be hot, but Caleb Williams hasn't looked as good as I thought he was going to look. Uh, but he's looked, and, and maybe I saw that Oregon State game in my head. Uh, but this is just it's just a fun team to watch at the end of the day, though. And Jordan Addison, um, I really do regret saying Quinn Johnson was going to be a better um, was going to be a better. Uh, wide receiver than uh, Jordan Addison because he is absolutely killing you here. Um, Utah's going to win this football game. I just I really? put it in my head it's going to happen. Um, Utah plays perfect offense to the USC defense is, is what <clears> I'm trying to say. The weakness of USC is their run, their run game. They, they cannot stop the run for, to save their lives. And with Caleb Williams, you play with a lead more than half the time. So you're going to be able to be in this pass-heavy, you know, soft zone defense. You know what I'm saying? So no. I think in this game, if Utah controls the clock, makes the right decisions, and Cam Rising doesn't do too much like he like he did, uh, you know, I think back to the, the Rose Bowl game, just stay in, stay in pace when it comes down to it and they need to win. I think this Utah team gets it done. I really, like, they have nothing to lose, too. I also yeah. have to take out of the Pac-12 that I, I do want to discuss maybe a little later. But Yeah, a little, like, just I, a yeah. little bit later. Um, and maybe we're touching on it, and we won't touch on it too much. And I know this won't happen. It's wishful dreaming. Uh, but, like, I would love to just see Clark Phillips just, like, shadow Jordan Addison this entire game. <laughs> Again, wishful oh, thinking, but I think oh, it would Clark be Phillips. so. Uh, it would be so much fun. Um, and then you said you had a, a fifth game uh, that you want to talk about, or did we hit all of them? Uh, I mean, we hit all of them. Like, uh, mm. I could probably, you know, find a fifth game to watch. No, um, you're, you're fine. <laughs> um, yeah. I will say, though, like Kentucky versus Mississippi, um, Will Rogers. That's 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 it. Will, will Rogers, said, he's looking They said. Good. They said the air raid wouldn't work in the SEC, and Mike Leach said to hell with everybody. It does work. If you find the right yes. guy, it works. <laughs> um, but then, uh, like I've kind of been promoting these last couple of podcasts, uh, this segment within this segment, uh, I like to give you guys as uh, college players to watch, um, and I like to give you guys one and go in detail. Uh, but I could not just limit Matt to one. Like I said, one of the uh, best scouting minds that I know. Um, so, I mean, do you want to give us uh, some of your players to watch and, you know, some players for our audience to, you know, look forward to seeing drafted um, this time next year or playing the NFL this time next year? Yeah. Um, I have six names. I'll limit it down mm -hmm. to three. Um, <laughs> some names I, I just want to touch on guys I liked last year. Uh, Henry Toto from Alabama, a uh, strong athletic middle linebacker. Um, he just finds the ball, and, and he's prototypical size Bama guy. So um, this, another this guy kind class of is – The linebacker class and the D-line, the interior D-line last year was horrific. This year, 
it's we might have like ten guys go in the first two rounds, like the first forty picks, I should say. Yeah. Um, another guy I want to talk about, just touch on a little bit, kind of polarizing in college football. DJU, DJ Uwangalele. Um, he just he fits my type of quarterback. Tall, strong, rocket-armed quarterback is what I put for the first sentence. Um, massive project, but he has experience, and that is what I value in a project quarterback. You look at Mahomes, you look at Herbert, you look at Josh Allen. All those guys had a lot of snaps in college, so they knew what to do. Um, I think DJU can really flash in the NFL if he just takes some time with them. Maybe not a first-round pick, but it's definitely maybe even comes back for his senior year. I, I, um, I would battles so. with Caleb Williams for the first pick, but yeah. another one, um, Miles Murphy, Clemson edge. Um, he reminds you because of size and the way he moves around the field. He reminds you of Trayvon Walker, um, yeah. just a freak on the football field. He's going to be a top 10 pick to value, valuable position. And he's tremendous. He has a six spin move. If you can go, find Miles Murphy highlights from the NC State game, you will see him spin move the right tackle up and down the field. Um, he's amazing. But let's get into some guys I, I want to talk about. Uh, Jordan Battle. Jordan Battle, uh, super rangy, athletic safety. Um, he can do it all. Really um, reminds you of a guy I loved named Javon Holland. Um, you want him yeah. to play overhang safety? He can do that. You want him to come down and cover that slot receiver because he has the speed? He'll do that too. Um, tremendous guy. Um, I think, and he has a lot of tape on him. You know, he's a senior. Yeah. He's a guy who I'm going to love at the senior bowl. If he does go, um, he's probably the top safety. So he really doesn't need to if he doesn't want to. But um, yeah, he's fantastic. Love Jordan Battle. Next guy I want to talk about um, Zay Flowers, Boston College. <laughs> Didn't flash as much. I was really excited for this podcast because I thought he was going to flash more in that Clemson game, and he did. Phil Jer- uh, Jerkovich, he sucks. Yeah, at quarterback. Uh, <laughs> I remember he had he had some uh, draft hype this year. He sucks. Uh, but yeah, Zay Flowers, kind of a a, a soft spot for these kind of guys. Um, yes, baller <laughs> recruit who stayed stayed where he was. Um, could have opted to go somewhere in the you know in the bigger landscape of college football taken massive NIL deals stayed in Boston College that that means something to me you know staying with oh, the yeah. team being a leader it, it's important to me um he's an undersized guy 5 foot 10 5 11 175 to 180 but he has a clear role in the NFL flies around the football field at 53 or 43 speed um and he's consistently put in catch and run situations and he's just he's a twitchy runner um kind of makes you think of Wandale Robinson maybe not as you know with the ball in his hands as Kadarius Tony but get the ball in his hands good things happen he can play the I I see him playing the slot in the NFL um as a day two guy and then the last guy my favorite corner Clark Phillips the third you mentioned him um this is a massive game for him if he can shadow Jordan Addison Mm-hmm. Um, he was a guy I remember watching him. He popped up when I was watching Devin Lloyd, just making plays on the outside. Um, he's a great mechanics guy, has very good feet. Um, not too handsy at times. He is very undersized, 
Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what he measures at with his arms, but I know he has really short arms. Um, but he's about 5'10", 5'11", 185 to 190, so he that, is undersized. That 5'10", I'm, I'm going to cut you off real quick. That 5'10 is awful. He's not 5'10". He's 5'9". Like, you think he's 5'9"? No, no, no I, I know for sure. Like, it, it's yeah. he's 5'9". He's he is like, small. Um, he's, he is small. Um, if he, he was he, long, man. If he was long. <laughs> he has amazing coverage ability. It's the yeah. same thing we said about some guy named Marcus Jones. Uh, out of Houston last year, yeah, kind of the same thing. Just man, if that guy was two inches taller, um, but yeah, Clark Phillips is a clear. He has great traits. I love out of a corner. He's just not big, and that's okay. I value the speed at corner a little oversized in this NFL. Uh, um, I think speed is just so valuable. But yeah, those are my those are my guys. Um, this year, and if I'm on this podcast before the draft ends, you'll hear oh, more about those guys. Um, <laughs> hear more guys. It's just it's for me though. It's speed, and I might you know get pooped on for this. Um, speed at a quarterback, unless it's bad, doesn't like. I mean, I guess makeup speed it doesn't affect important. you. Um, but yeah, it's, unless uh, it's like and, awful, and I'll I'll have some pushback. It's kind of why – it's why Eric Stokes was a first-rounder. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, it absolutely is. Yeah. It's like speed can get overvalued at times, but it's so meaningful. Like when we saw – we saw it live. When we saw Sauce run a 4-4, that meant something. That oh, was yeah. – that was, that was meaningful. I hate to cut you off, but yeah. Like I, that was kind of my like pushback on it, like – Speed can make guys into first round guys that you're kind of like, eh, kind of iffy. On. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just it's not something that I um, like. I I think I'd much rather have my quarterback run like a four four and be like six one six two and have the long arms, than have my quarterback run like a four you know two eight and be five nine. <laughs> as long as um, you're not running Darion Kendrick speed. I'm yeah. I'm okay with you. Four no, eight I'm, corner. <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Um, and then just like some cornerbacks, I like this class. Um, I think uh, Kellen Ringo is probably the best. Um, yeah. But like a guy that I think is like in the second or third round conversation that I am like an absolute huge fan of, and I can absolutely like see rising in the first round is Stanford's cornerback, uh, K. Blue Kelly, or Kai, Kai Blue Kelly. Um. Things would be awesome. I'm a very, yeah. very big fan of him. Um, and might I say, like, phenomenal football name. Um, yeah. But, but like, in, in, again, you don't want a helmet scout, but, I mean, he's your Stanford quarterback. Uh, he's your Paulson Adebo. He's six foot one. Uh, good zone coverage. Uh, but I think he has, like, more speed than Paulson Adebo as well. Um, we'll see how he tests. But I, I think he could play himself into the first round this year. And then Cam Smith as well. Um Going into the year, I think I probably have Cam Smith, um, South Carolina's CB, um, as my number one. Um, but I, yeah, I think he's just – you love J.C. Uh, Horn. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Um, it's, it's something that I said um, on the podcast, as you guys know. Um, you know, there's two things that I'm really, really looking for in um, a cornerback is the high weight speed. Everyone knows that. Um, but I think this is only something that I mentioned once or twice on the podcast. Um 
there's your breakfast quarterbacks and your dinner quarterbacks. And for those who don't know what I'm referring to, um, breakfast quarterbacks are the person who's going to stay in coverage, stick some tight coverage. We have your dinner quarterbacks, the dudes who are going to feast your um, uh, Trayvon Diggs. Um, and I, I'm just a big fan of those cornerbacks. Obviously, I like my quarterbacks to be mm-hmm. both, uh, but I just like the guys who attack. Uh, guys who can like attack at, at the catch point and undercut yeah, the routes. Um, yeah. It's feaster fan. <laughs> Exactly, feaster famine. I'm a I'm a big fan of that. Um, but wow, we are we are running uh, pretty long, so we'll move on to the next segment here. Another trip to fantasy land. Uh, so for those who don't know this segment, um, it's followers and risers. We'll have to make this one quick. I should have known this was going to be a longer podcast as it always is. Um, but I have a few uh, risers for you guys. Um, where did it go? Right here. All right. Uh, Brees Hall, Ken, uh, Kenneth Walker's, um, I think he could be league winning and I'm not just saying that because I drafted him. Um, but Kenneth Walker, I think can be very good. Um, Alec Pierce, who we've already aforementioned. And then, um, some dude who's benefiting from an injury or Madre Stevenson. Uh, those are my four risers again, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Alec Pierce, and Madre Stevenson. Do you have any risers in terms of fantasy this week? Um, guys, you should like. I'm just gonna like talk about guys you should pick up. Uh, Eno Benjamin. Uh, I hear James Conner is <sighs> suffering from some injuries, so just to have that guy around is good. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, Alec Pierce. Um, not really too many I can think of off the top of the dome. Not a not a fantasy guy. I'll be honest. That uh, that is okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just like talking about college guys. Yes, um, and then just real quick in terms of followers, you're not going to like to hear my last one, uh, Najee Harris, um, and then something we've kind of said before: any Broncos players. Um, I'm not. I can't get on the Melvin Gordon hype train. Um, Jerry Judy. Um, I, I, I just and if Russ is starting the football right now, I'm not a fan. Of it. Um, and then last one, Alvin Kamara. I just think as guys are starting to get healthy and guys are starting to come back. Uh, I don't think we're going to revert completely back to what Alvin Kamara was, um, but I – it's just as guys come back, he's going to get uh, less of a target share in this offense. Um, so that's the explanation as, as for that. Do you have uh, opinions on me ranking Alvin Kamara a little bit lower um, as a follow? I mean, it is what it is. When you have Jameis Winston throwing the ball to him, he doesn't really look at 41. He needs to mm-hmm. be taught how to because 41 can make things out of nothing. Um, but I, I fall her because he, he pissed me off this weekend. I still won, but Jared Goff, man. <laughs> I, like, you've been my quarterback one all year, and now you're putting up a measly five points. Come on, dude. I've had Matt Ryan back your quarterback, uh, so I feel the pain. <laughs> so, um, And then, again, we have we have two more segments for you guys here. Uh, so let's switch into, um, again, either my first or second favorite segment here. It is Weddle. It's time for America's favorite game, Weddle. All right, boys. Uh, you guys got to stick with me here. Um, I have um, first time producing, so let's hope I am uh, going to do this one correctly. Uh, and I'm going to share my screen with all of you guys. Um here it is. 
<laughs> um, do you want the first or second pick? We'll uh, give it to you. It's up to you. Uh, I'll take first pick. Um, I started out the same way every time. Taysom Hill. Oh, I, I'm, uh, I, I start He's the back. same with you. <laughs> um, I start the same way, uh, A.J. Brown each week. Uh, what just happened there? <laughs> Thanks, Weddle. Um, how great. I think Weddle just crashed on me. Weddle just is gone. Yep. Yeah. Weddle, Weddle, Weddle is gone. All right. Um, well, um, as for that right now, we will uh, switch over to Gridiron Goofs. Um, and hopefully by the time Gridiron Goofs is, um, <laughs> hopefully uh, by the time Gridiron Goofs is done, uh, Weddle will be back up and running. Um, I think this is one I, uh, as, as a big boy, I can appreciate this. Uh, we're doing like a candy draft. Um, you want the first pick here? Uh Sure, I'll take it. <laughs> Candy. Ooh, not coming prepared. It's fun. Um, I yeah, think yeah, I <laughs> the first pick in the candy draft going to Reese Reese's. Ooh, just like I Reese's <sighs> eggs to be exact. And yes. here's why. Here's why the proportion of chocolate to peanut butter. In a normal cup, is not enough. The egg, the eggs really, really do it. The pumpkins, I think, is what they have for Halloween. Those are just just square or square circle shaped uh, Reese's like cups, but they just they're overloaded with peanut butter. Beautiful, beautiful candy. Love it. So that's my <laughs> first pick. Uh, that's an awesome first pick. Um, I'm right there with you. Um... I'm gonna go. I want to go with my favorite candy, but like I think it's I think it's tough because it like kills the roof of your mouth. Um, uh, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It, yeah. It's my favorite, but like like the only downside is that it kills your mouth. Like it absolutely just I mean murders the top of your mouth if you eat a whole bag. It's dangerous. Um, but yeah, I had I had to go with my favorite there. Um, my number two candy. Uh, not eating too much candy nowadays. <laughs> um, I gotta say, like, what what is? I'm kind of thinking of like ten year old Matt right now. Like, what what was he searching through the the hollow pumpkin he had on on Halloween? What was he searching for in in the the bag? <laughs> See, this is easy for bag. me. Yeah, see, I can chocolate. I, I can get behind a Kit Kat too, man. Yeah, Kit Kat. I think that those were. That's what I was. I was digging in there for. Yeah, um, love a Kit Kat. Um, I will say. Uh, see, I I don't like cake. I don't like cookies. I don't like cupcake. Not a big sweet tooth unless it's candy. Like I won't touch any of that other stuff. Not even a big ice cream guy. Candy is what does it for me. Um, we're gonna kind of write off your first overall pick. Uh, we're gonna do a Reese's Pieces. I think those are a solid, solid pick. I'm a big fan of Reese's Pieces. Honestly, I think I'd pick Reese's Pieces over a Reese's Cup, man. You're triggering me, Ben. Why? You're saying pieces. That's what it is. It's Reese's Pieces. No, no, it's Reese's Pieces. We're going to fight. 
<laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, good pick. I, I just peanut butter's awesome. Peanut butter and chocolate, awesome. Okay. I, I, I agree, man. It. It, it, um, real quick, Kit Kat has like a blueberry muffin flavor, and if you guys haven't had it, it's like actually phenomenal. What? Like it's, my, it's amazing, dude. I got one what up at like a Walmart talk? the other day. It is phenomenal, dude. <laughs> okay, now I'm in. Now I'm interested. Um, I kind of. Hmm. Kind of, I'm just gonna go with a, a fan favorite, um, one that I, I really enjoy, uh, sour Skittles. I think maybe not like I'm not a normal Skittles guy, I don't even really, like ones, but sour Skittles are the ones I I enjoy. I love those those sour candies, the sour patch kids. Uh, what was it? What are they called? The little mini ones that are super sour warheads. Oh, warheads dude, warheads. Warheads are fire. They they actually they would they would give me the face. You know, like I'm not yeah, man. I'm I'm actually yeah. kind of happy that you said sour skittles because uh, I'm like completely on the opposite side of the spectrum. Again, I love sour patch kids. You hate I sour skittles. Can't eat sour skittles. Fair. <laughs> um, when you have too many, like it actually like you actually lose taste. Like I know. Like your, your taste buds are actually like working so hard to taste the sour Skittles. <laughs> um, now that they know you're not going to go with Skittles, I don't feel like I have to take it anymore. Um, yeah. This is going to be like an out there pick, but I don't even care. Um, sweetest Fish, man. I love Sweetest wow, Fish. Wow, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not my first choice, but if you offer me some Swedish Fish, I'm definitely taking a handful. So exactly. I, I get it. Um. Yeah, Ooh. I will follow up your out there pick with my out there pick. This is my favorite, favorite candy, and it always has been. Pretzel M and M's. They're my favorite candy. You know, I never had it. The, the sweet, the sweet of the chocolate combined with the salty pretzel, it's just beautiful, and it's in an M M&M and M shape. You can just sit there and just start just munching on them for hours until <laughs> until you realize the bag is gone. But yeah. I've never they, had that. They aren't like as common as they once were. I remember a few mm. years ago you could go and you could find a little mini bag like all the time. Now like all I can get is like those family size bags at like $8 <laughs> at Walmart. So I'm like <laughs> I buy them and I kind of buy them in bulk. I buy like two bags at the time. Last yeah. me a little bit. See, I've never, I've never been like a big like M M&M and M kind of person. Um, and this That's is fair. it my pick. Um, this isn't like my pick. But have you ever had like a caramel M M&M and M before? I have. I have. Yes. <laughs> I like. I'll, I'll do a good caramel M&M. I yeah. like. Peanut butter M&M's, peanut M&M's, anything that isn't normal M&M's. I feel like normal M&M's are just, they're too plain, and they're too small compared to every other M&M. They just look yeah. tiny. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Um, I, 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 I honestly think this is the steal of the draft. Um, 
like very specifically, um, Starburst like recently have come out with like like the tiny like bite sized servers. You can get them in like like a little like resealable bag. Oh yeah. Uh, but they come out with like 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 just the pink ones. Like pink Starburst are like amazing, and it's just a bag of both pink ones. It's like pink and like maroon and red ones, and it's phenomenal. Like pink Starburst, oh, pink Starburst are phenomenal. Those yes. Um. I'm gonna go with uh, last how many pick. Are we doing? Is this last? Yeah, we pick? got one more. Okay. Yep, one more. Okay, um, I'm gonna end it with a bang. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jolly Ranchers. I don't want to leave them off my board. I love Jolly Ranchers. I think it's kind of like it's kind of like a gum thing to me. I feel like yeah. when I have a Jolly Rancher in my mouth, I'm just like I'm doing something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like. It's kind of like maybe a stress reliever. I don't know. It's just like doing something. No, I'm right <laughs> there with explain, you. But I've always, I've always been that way with like gum and like I love suckers. I love Jolly Ranchers, things like that. Yeah. I mean, I always stay strapped with like a big pack of double mint gum, yeah. by the way. Phenomenal. Dude. You my, have to. got my ice cubes by my desk. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like I'm having a good draft thus far. Um, if I were to take like my second and third favorite candy, I think it would like absolutely tank this draft. <sighs> this is tough. And I'm, I'll tell you what it is. These aren't my picks, but like a Boston, a good Boston baked bean or a Jordan almond. Oh, okay. I, that is very I, out of the box. That's what I'm saying. So I can't, I can't go with that. Uh, oh, I can't, okay. I can't. I no can't one would understand. Because, yeah, I, I would get. Uh, this is tough. With the with the last overall pick in this draft, um, now now I have to put myself like walking through a candy aisle. Um, yeah. What what is catching your eye? Like, what's catching my eye, and like what the people like are like Hershey's. Like the fact that Hershey's just isn't on here is almost abomination. I agree. I agree. Um. The cookies and cream one I like, but just really, normal. I can't yeah. with the cookies and cream one. I I, I understand. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. <sighs> I feel like this was on the podcast before. I want. I thought this, so. I thought so. I want to say this said, was argued before, and I I did back Ryan about like cookies and cream. I I think so, but um, I, I I I didn't know if it was or not. I asked Ryan, and Ryan's like, no, it hasn't. Um, but like doing it now, I. Definitely, like we we were we are reading yeah. this. Um, gosh, 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 gosh. Um, this is tough. I don't want to tank it. I don't know why this is this difficult. Um, I don't. Oh, this is this is an out there take. Have you ever had? We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it too. Have you ever had the vanilla tootsie rolls? No, no, the vanilla Tootsie Rolls are phenomenal. I'm a That's vanilla a Tootsie Roll. Yes, yeah, no, they're awesome. Wow. They come like the little blue wrappers. They're amazing. Um, I mean, like all time, like one of my like. I, if I saw, ooh, take it back, Twizzlers, Twizzlers. That's my last pick. Uh, Twizzlers. Wow. Okay. But, Twizzlers, uh, Twizzlers, and not Red Vines. Oh, absolutely, Red Vines are awful. 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 All right. To recap what I did, I had Sour Patch Kids. I'm not going to go to war over Twizzlers. 
<laughs> Sour Patch Kids, uh, Reese's Species, Sweetest Fish, uh, Pink Starburst, and Twizzlers. What did you have? It was Reese's, eggs, pumpkins, kind of those specialty ones. Um, yeah. What was it? Kit Kat, Pretzel M&M's, Jolly Ranchers. I had one more. I can't remember. Sour Skittles. Yeah. Sour Skittles. Yep. Yes. Yep. This is um, it's a shame. It looks like Weddle's still down. I've tried it on my computer, um, or on my computer and on my phone. Um, I don't know if that's, it's down for you. That's. Uh, I mean, if you want to pull it up real quick, I mean, I would gladly do it. I mean, we can't show the people, but it'd still be fun. But it's like down. Like I, it shows up originally. You can put in the first guess, but after you do the first click, it just like loads. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that is a shame. I mean, I don't know what you're doing next week. We'll have to talk to Ryan, but like, just for the fun of it, I think it'd be fun to have you on just to do this Weddle game with us. Just um, to do the Weddle. Just to do the Weddle. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, thank you guys. If you guys have made it this far, um, do appreciate that. Um, and if you guys made it this far, I want to say thank you for listening or well, round it off real quick. Thank you for coming on, Matt. It yeah, was uh, no savior. And again, it's always, always oh, has been fun, fun talking always. football with you, especially college. Love college football. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're doing it, but T minus like five months till the combine. I really, uh, I hope really we do it again. I, I'm really like I I don't know if they're still doing fans again. I want to say mm-hmm. they are, but like I'm. Oh, they have to after last year. I've been saving some money, and I'm I've been been thinking about mm-hmm. some outfits to get yeah uh, B. John Robinson to notice me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we'll definitely have to get something. I'm no longer in India, as people know. So I mean, maybe we could even get a hotel room, the three of us. Um, yep. But again, look forward to having you on. Uh, again, this will definitely not be the only time you're on this yeah. year. Um, oh, yeah. Draft season, yeah. especially for sure, you're going to be on during yes. draft season, or hopefully yes. you're on. So, yep. um, but uh, again, if you made it this far, we want to say thank you for listening. Oh, Busworthy. That's the last thing I wanted to talk about there. Yep. Um, there it is. I'm, I wish yep. I would have put that right there at the start. Now I feel awful. Yeah, um, yeah, Busworthy. I haven't, I haven't made a podcast in probably two weeks. I've kind of had some stuff off air going on, yeah. so I, I kind of taken a backseat from it for the moment. I think I'm gonna, I'll probably do like a maybe a preview tomorrow about the games, but kind of ramp up a little more in a little bit. But yeah, yeah, check me out. Uh, I talk football. If you like hearing me you know talk about my opinions and talk about what i like because it's my podcast yes. yeah check it out yes um all right thing. okay we're gonna do this intro or this outro all right if you made it this far we want to say thank you welcome horns uh, you. Uh, um, yeah <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the pigskin project we have a lot scheduled for next week's episode including uh previews and much much more uh thank you for subscribing or we'd hope you guys subscribe uh we want to say thank you to anchor fm uh uppercuts grooming and uh overtime sports who i guess i can't point to it but it's over there um 
I see. I always mess that up too. I always pick the different hand right there. Yeah. Overtime sports. And again, thank you guys for uh, staying with us. If you guys have made it this long and we will see you guys next week.